Hey, before we get to the show, man, I want to talk to you about something a lot of my bearded brethren will appreciate. I personally know how challenging it can be to maintain a beard while dealing with skin that breaks out at the slightest provocation. Well, Beard Organics is here to help, offering products that are a godsend for sensitive skin, giving you the confidence to nurture your beard without fear of irritation or breakouts. But that's not all. Beard Organics brings you an extensive range of beard care products from nourishing beard oils and refreshing beard washes to conditioning balms and handy grooming accessories, man, they got it all covered. It's a one-stop shop for everything your beard needs to look its best, and I find it incredibly convenient. If you're new to beard care or have any questions, Beard Organics also provides top-notch customer education and support. They've got an amazing beard blog filled with useful tips and a dedicated phone line you can call or even text. It's like having a personal beard guru at your fingertips. So right now you can find a special deal. It's 20% off when you buy three or more beard oils, washes, or conditioners. Go to beardorganics.com right now. Tell them on deck sent you. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on socials. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holler at your boy. Hey, B, what up? How you feeling? And I can't call it, man. It's 100 degrees in the A. That's Friday. That's insane. Dog days of summer are here, but fall is right around the corner, man. Like you can tell, football season back. I'm watching preseason football that Madden out. College yeah. start next week. Let's go. Yeah. Fall is here. Nobody watches older, college. You... That's a lie. Let's be let's be clear. Lie. Nobody watches college football anymore. But go ahead. That is 100 a lie. As you get older, do you appreciate the fall more than the summer? I've always been a fan of the fall. Been a fall. I used to be a summer guy, but now I'm totally give me the fall. The yeah, fall I'm... is the best time of the year. It ain't too cold. It ain't too hot. Bingo. Good shit be on TV sports wise. That's what I'm it's comfortable wide outside. Variety, yeah, comfortable. Wide 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 wardrobe variety. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got options all now. Is, all is the best. That's a fact, man. That. And you know what else is the best? The on like TV show. We are the best. I agree. Absolutely. We got an action pack show today. coming up, man. Uh your man Irv Gotti was on Drink Champs, had several quotables. We're going to highlight one specifically regarding Jay-Z and Dame Dash's relationship. Uh, your man, T.I.'s son, King, he is complaining that two artists that are hot right now are overcharging for the features that he's trying to get. We're going to tell you who that's about. And your man, Meek Mill, gets clowned again on social media uh, for some things that he tried to pull off at a sneaker convention. But first, ESTG was out on his promo run last week for his new project that came out Friday. He received backlash for walking out in the middle of Bootleg Kev's interview. It's a simple question. Actually, mm. he took to social media 
to say why he left is because he wasn't getting asked about his album and he was getting asked goofy and weird questions. My, my question is, was this lame or do you respect his response? I respect the STG response for this. Um, I'm up here to promote my album. You talking about aliens and you talking about football. Yes, I've discussed this before. And to shoot bootleg Kev some credit, allegedly his team reached out, ESTG team did reach out, and they say, hey, he doesn't want to just do the typical interview. He wants to do something different. Ask him about some of the things he likes, which are UFOs and things of that nature. But it seemed to irritate ESTG. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the interview, before he got before he got up and walked out, he kind of looked at him, gave him the vibe, like, hey, bro, what are you on? Like, I'm here to talk about music, I think that he even said Mm-hmm. So the reason I don't look at this as lame is this bootleg Kev job to drive the interview. You're the professional. I'm the artist. I'm here to sell a record, bro. If you can't keep it on selling the record and then I'm going to get up and walk out, I may not be interested this day. So when bootleg Kev started to see the resistance in it, he should have pivoted. Go back to the music. Hey, what'd you like about this project? Go back to that. At least you save an interview and the nigga don't get up and walk out on you. So I'm blaming him. Yeah. Uh, I was my initial thought was that this was lame by care. I mean, by um, by G. But if the reports are true that the team did give him the heads up to talk about some left field shit, they set him up for failure. So I'm not necessarily mad at G or Kev. I'm mad at the team because one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. And you can't go out like that, bro. Like you're out to sell a project. You need as many people listening to this shit as possible. You should have read the comments under the post. People are like, who is this? A lot of people still don't know who ESTG is. And so that lets me know, number one, you were in the right place because you're in front of people who would have been new fans. So you're in the right place. You don't want to keep going to the same place where everybody already know you. You're not going to turn and turn nobody over that way. You go to outlets where you're not as familiar to people and to try to get fans out of them. That's the whole purpose. And you getting out and walking out on somebody like that's established, like, Kev, nobody's going to look at that as cool. Like, you look you look lame, even if you truly weren't feeling it, even if you weren't aware that your team told him to talk about weird shit. And so you you're confused. You still the optics of it make him look bad. So the team dropped the ball. If that what Kev is saying is true, they dropped the ball. This is how interviews go. Nobody goes to a podcast. Nobody goes to a radio show and only talks about an album. Those days are long gone. People want to know who you are. That's the whole reason why social media is what it is. People want to have a look behind the curtain. That's why people put videos up for everything that they fucking do, what they're eating, all this extra shit, where they're going to. You do that because that's what you have to do when you're famous if you're at a certain level. Now, there's a couple of niggas that ain't got but Beyonce ain't got to do that shit. Kendrick ain't got to do that shit. There's a couple of niggas that ain't got to do that shit. Yeah. ESTG is not one of them. If you want to continue to build this fan base, dude, and get them 40 and 50 piece uh, tickets a show, you have to do shit like that, dude. And so asking weird, quote unquote, weird left field shit is not out of the norm in 2023. Every fucking podcast does it, dude. You think Drink Champs is three hours long, nigga? They only talk about a nigga album? No, nigga. Like, but, come on, but dog. You can relate you more to a nigga like Nori than, than you can a bootleg Kev, which was my point when we talk about in the group chat. Niggas go sit down with these weirdos like him and the little white girl and Nardwar, no disrespect to Nardwar, I really, I fuck with him, but the other people that are weirdos, Vlad, and then you don't get when they not getting the vibe that you put off. But I have a question for you, AB. Mm-hmm. You're in the same space. You have this interaction. 
how would you have prevented the getting up and walking out? Or would you have just stayed the course and see if he did get up and walk out? And the reason that I asked, because he clearly showed irritation. I picked up on it through the yeah, screen. Sure. Bullet Kev was right there in the room and didn't pick up on it. So you as a person that does this in this space, what would you have done? Well, here's the thing, though. I don't know if he was necessarily irritated or if that's just because. He was because, irritated, bro. But, You've but, seen that video. He was no, irritated with dude. But if you look at the very first question that he asked him, he asked him about music and ESTG's first answer made it seem like he didn't want to be there. And so it didn't right, necessarily, so, it, no, nothing had built up. There was no, there's no irritation 30 seconds in. So you clearly. I don't want to be there. No way. Yeah. You just didn't want to be here, which is fine. Yeah. And and maybe a nigga be like, hey, man, you, you don't want to be here. Like, you, you know, you can deal. Was that, is that your, would that be your approach? I don't like, have no tolerance. I don't have no tolerance for a nigga act like they don't want to be nowhere, though. So I'm going to be honest. Like, you I ain't got, hey, man, you can go on, you can, you can bounce, bro. Don't even worry. I'll wrap this shit up. I'll make it easy for you, man. All right, man, ESTG, man, go stream the little weak-ass album. Man. <laughs> like, I, we, we can make this real quick, dude. <laughs> we ain't uh, got to look awkward. I don't want to talk to you either, bro. I feel like, and from, I feel like the best, the best method of content in that sense from what I listen to, listening to a lot of podcasts, he should have called that shit out. And that was yep. part of what I was saying when I made the joke in the chat about like niggas going to sit down with these weirdos. Bootleg Kev, Kev isn't comfortable enough with a nigga like ESTG to be like, hey man, what's up with you, bro? Like, is are you good? Like, do we need to end this on film? But like a nigga like Bootleg Kev saying that comes off, in my opinion, is more disrespectful as it would if he was sitting there with me and you and I asked him that. Or if he was sitting with a Nori, like you said, a Nori, like, hey, bro, act like something up, man. You got something else going on. And he would have responded differently, I feel like, getting that question from somebody within the culture versus a nigga like Bootleg Kev, which is why it went the way it did. Bootleg Kev is within the culture. He's been doing this for a very long time, dude. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with him? I'm not, to be honest yeah, with you. I'm just like the people in the comments asking who ESTG was then. Yeah, like, and, and, and if somebody saying, was to say just, ESTG wasn't in the culture, I'd be like, you just don't know him, and that's okay. And that's fair. That's fair for you to say, and, and me, I should know that at my age and being in this game, but I'm not sure that that correlates to a nigga like ESTG, which is my point. A nigga like Nori, even if, well, excuse me, Nori wouldn't go through that because ESTG would have some type of rapport with him. Same thing with a Charlemagne, same thing with a Joe Button, same thing. It, it I feel like it wouldn't have went that way because the nigga would have been able to call it out because G would have been more comfortable with it. That's just my assessment from looking at him and his personality. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just don't think that Kev is the type of person that could do that. And I ain't never seen none of his videos, like you said. So I may yeah, be ESCG doesn't seem like the most talkative, um, expressive person. I've seen his his B Club when he first came out. But I, I, that was when he first was out. So that the lights get bright when you on your first breakfast club appearance. So I can understand that I'm chalking it up to that, but I, I've never heard him really say anything like profound. And he alluded, he alluded to on his little post that he was going through something. So oh, I mean, well then maybe that's it then. That's like, I mean, but I again, that's on him. That ain't on the host though. At the end of the day, I mean, you pre like pre interview is important. We, we know this. We've talked about this. Like, I don't get how if you're especially how you're speaking of how accredited he is that you let the, the video start with him having that type of coldness towards you. Like how I, I, I don't get how that happens. I don't get like if were you recording? He just pulled up, came in and sit down. Like I, I don't understand how some then I, I, I'm going to throw it back on Kev then because like why did that happen? 
All right, let's say he was running late or whatever it may be, but still, I got to ask you something to be able to warm up to you, and that's where having something in common comes into play, other than music, before you start the interview and talk about the music. I just feel like that he was cold to him because he's like, he looking at him the way that I did because I don't know him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, listen, a lot of people, when, he, when they go on these press runs, man, I don't expect them to know everybody that they talk that's to. Fair. Cause they go to radio stations in fucking Charlotte and out of town. They don't know them motherfuckers, dude. So it's yeah. just he just it, clearly he didn't feel like being there, which is fine. Just say that though. Don't say it's because of the questions. <laughs> Man, he asked me about aliens, nigga. Oh, your team told you to. Ask, he asked about it. Oh, whoops. Man, like come yes. on, bro. You look crazy. Bad shot to the team, man. They they, they said uh, kill up. Basically, if I was him. I, that's they I said G high. up too. Well, I mean, that's how I look at like it. it ain't a nigga that's gonna stop listening to him because of that. Now, you're right; he might not have gained no new friends. That's but, the I problem. Mean, uh, <laughs> that's what you're going bullet care for. He got the type of audience, apparently. So, because a lot of the comments were like, "Who is this dead what ass?" I like, what's his backstory? What? what how'd you find out about? He been doing radio in L.A. for years, probably about eight, nine um, years. I, so I knew him, and I knew him when he was on a a show with somebody else in L.A. And then he broke off and did his own thing. And he in Phoenix now. Got you, got but he's you. talked to a lot of people. He been he been doing it for a little minute. Child, man. All right, man. Next, speaking of talking to a lot of people and about a lot of people, where Gotti was on Drink Champs, and of course, uh, he had comments and stories about Nas and whatever, and Jay Z as well. He made this declaration, and we want to run it by each other to see what you think, AB, and what I think. He says that Jay Z was responsible for Rockefeller's success. Dame Dash was just along for the ride. Mm. What say you, JB? I mean, that's the perception from a lot of people on the outside simply because of what has happened since they've split. He's not the first person to say that out loud or to at least Herb think on the that. inside, though. Don't shoot him no bell. He no, that, but, that, but that's that's my point. This is confirming what a lot of fans and people on the outside already believe mm. to be true because of how things have moved since then. Like, niggas, bro, Jay ain't got no app with bullshit movies on it that don't work that don't exist no more and he ain't pushing pro kids and, and <laughs> oh, man. you don't see him striking out you see Dude. Dame and again Dame is a friend of the show but you see Dame striking out more than you see Jay and the, mo- the, the more times that Dame gets in the news for mentioning Jay it just makes it look again the optics of it make it look like what Irv is saying is true now Irv, and listen, I watched a couple of clips. I can't sit through a Drink Champs episode. I'm on record saying that. And the way Irv was talking, it was taking 20 minutes to get out one point. I don't know what he was on right then or if he was just tired, had a long day. I know Irv got a lot of shit going on. I could barely sit through these clips. The one about Nas in Brooklyn was funny, but it took him 12 minutes too long to get the fucking story out. Uh, bro, uh, this is plausible from the outside looking in and somebody from the inside confirming it makes it sound true. That's all I'm saying. But you don't think that that's what's going on, right? No, I think he I think I think Dame added to it. I think Dame added to it. And I think he played a role in the situation for sure. A role is nasty work, nasty work. I mean, nasty like how much by, how much of a role does, does Steve Kerr play in the Golden State Championship, bro? How much of a role does he play? If you take Steve Kerr off and put Mike Brown, do they not win? They got fucking Durant, Curry, Draymond. The players still play, dude. So Jay still has to make hits. He still got to be cold. He still got to do all of that shit. 
And so uh, how much of a role did Dame play? We don't really know because Dame left and you Jay was still know, able to though. do that. You do know. You do know. You know from the partnership that they even were able to establish with Def Jam, which gave Jay-Z the catapult to get to where he's at now. Now, that's big. When we're talking about talent, I want to be very clear here. Talent is the cream of the crop. It, it raises the boat of all tides. So if someone and Irv Gotti should have specified this, if we're talking about talent and me being able to take my talent somewhere else and be even bigger, like you're saying, the right. stuff that we see JD, Jay-Z do, that's off the back of his talent. It took Dame Dash to get them to the point where people even knew that he was talented. That Rockefeller wanted to, or excuse me, that um, Def Jam even wanted to buy in. Right. Like I, I tell this story all the time about how I even got into this and what made me wanted to do this was was seeing Dame Dash scream on niggas about why the fuck are my artists walking around with Def Jam jackets on on backstage? Jay Z can't do that, and Jay Z got to a point where he could hire Def Jam to do that versus having Dame Dash do that. Dame Dash can get you to Def Jam. Def Jam can get you to Rock Nation where Hove is now. Hove was smart enough to understand that and make that play, which I'll give him all the credit in the world for. But for someone like Irv to sit up here and say, oh, Jay was more responsible for the success in Rockefeller, we're talking about the record label that they built. We're not talking about niggas' careers. We ain't talking about failed apps. We ain't talking about none of that. We're talking about the niggas who took Rockefeller and made partnership with Def Jam. Jay-Z couldn't have did that by itself. But Dame Dash couldn't have either. I want to be right, very right, clear. Right, right. Probably couldn't have did it with another artist. It was a perfect match. This was some drunk, druggy shit from Irv Gotti. Niggas just up there babbling, bro. Like he and 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 the bad part of what would what upsets me the most being a Dame Dash fan about it is it's the, the irresponsibleness of it because you said he is on the inside. The perception of it is a nigga like Irv Gotti was there. So he should yep. be able to speak to this. But I promise you, it ain't a nigga listen to it how I just broke it down and be like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense too. Like, come on, Irv. Yeah, no, that's why I say Dame played a role and a factor very important deep, role. I mean, and getting the deal for sure. I don't think he anybody just didn't would. have the talent Jay Z had. He can't rap, but but you don't have to be able to rap to help somebody before. be successful, though. You can be no, exactly. Like Jay has said it before. That marketing plan was me, me, me and Dame. Didn't know that me <laughs> and thought, Dame though. That's what that's what I'm saying. That was me and Dame. Uh, just me. I oh, stop it, bro. Stop, uh, bro. If that nigga didn't need Dame Dash, he would have cut him way before he did. Nah, we don't know that. Dame Dash got we him don't know in that. that room. Yeah, we do, bro. We don't know that because we see it now. They just. I feel apart. like if, if if that wasn't the case, then the niggas would be cool now. And it ain't saying that Jay Z was on no snake shit, but niggas do grow apart, like you said. Some relationships just outgrow each other, right? And Jay got to the point where where he wanted to be is where he at now. Like he was and never he realized he didn't to that need point Dame. With Dame. He, he realized yeah. he didn't need him. But that don't make Dame less valuable at what he did, though. That's all I'm saying. That don't yeah, make saying, him any less valuable. Saying saying Jay is solely responsible is like a it's that's, nuts. Yeah, that's, that's a nuts. huge statement. Yeah, that's some druggy shit. Yeah, I don't know what he was on in that interview, dude. I, 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 I could barely up, listen. Nigga. Yeah, he was talking all the way around the world and shit. That was crazy. Herb Gotti is crazy, man. That wasn't nothing. Um, let's take it down south, man. T.I. Son King. Makes music. I didn't. Did you know that? I did not. I mean, it makes well, sense. I, I vaguely knew, but I know Damani 
Right. Made beats or something, right? And then his other son is like a country star. What? Yeah, the oldest son do country. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew Damani rap, though. He pretty straight, too. But, um... Yeah, the other nigga do, like, folk stuff. Like, the oldest son. Oh, okay. I didn't know King uh, made music, but apparently so. How do we know this? It's because he reached out to two artists to get features, and in his eyes, they taxed him. He reached out to Sexy Red, which is nuts, um, for a feature. She she quoted 50 bands, which is even Mm. more nuts. And he also reached out to the baby. And he quoted a hundred bands. He oh, was man, upset and says that sometimes you should just do this for the love. Jeez. Does King have a point? No. The, and and to be clear, when he said do this for the love, he was on IG live. Yep. And it was, I, I'm assuming that it was a nigga in the comments that he knew that he was talking to. And he said, for example, no name in the comments. If you were doing something and I fucked with you, and you wanted me to come through and just hop on the mic or something, I'm not going to ask you for 10 bands or whatever it may be to just come through and do that. Sometimes you got to just do it for the love. Gotcha. That was his quote. Gotcha. Now, King, I'm not sure if T.I. has told you. I'm not sure if your mom has told you, any one of your successful brothers, uncles, all the people that you have access to, but you're not that dude, bro. I'm sorry to inform you. I'm sorry that you have to listen to the On Deck TV show to, to realize that you're not that dude. I'm surprised Sexy Red even picked up the phone for King. Yeah. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm a T.I. fan. Everybody listen to the show. You know how much I fuck with T.I. A.B. I'm not even sure if he could get through the Sexy Red right now for the like the tickets that she charged. I mean, like, she just that hot. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, I don't know if she has, she probably don't even know who T.I. is. I wouldn't even be shocked if that was the case. <laughs> but I say that to say, uh, King got the game fucked up, man. He think that it is something that it isn't. He don't realize, and I'm newsflash again, most of the success that you've had is because of your father uh, being one of the biggest rappers, one of the best rappers of his generation. Uh, so that's why someone would even want you to come hop on the mic at their party and you not charge them because you haven't done anything to charge them. Like you said, right. hey, I didn't even know that the nigga rapped. And clearly he has some misconception about what he's done versus what the baby done. Or what Sexy Red has done and how that whole barter system works. So King just got some schooling he need done, man. Somebody need to sit him down and talk to him. Yeah. Um, he has no leverage in this situation to none to request anything for the love, anything for the low, anything, any of that, anything, period. I'm surprised that she only asked for 50 from him. Like, if I called and asked her, I'm getting right the 50 now? ticket. He in the same boat as me. And as far as she and her team concerned, they don't know right who the now. hell we are. So, like, that's that's how you have to look at it. He just got to earn them stripes, dude. Like, his brother, Damani, has been earning stripes. He might could get an answer from someone. I don't know about them two. Because you can't pick. First of all, she Maybe pro- might show up to his shit for I'm, less than 100 bands. Dimani. Probably. Yeah. But I'm saying might. he, you can't reach out to arguably the hottest, and I'm putting that in air quotes because of impressions. Impression-wise, she's she's on fire. Anything that she does is going to go viral at this point. That's just what it is. So reaching out to her now, in this moment in time, <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever to try to get anything for the love, dude. She, Who knows how long she's got in this game. She's going to cash out for every nickel. She's going to squeeze every quarter out that she can yeah. get before her possible 15 minutes are up. The baby has a hot song on the radio right now with the shake some. I don't believe it. 
Man, what? I don't believe that. I do not believe that. <laughs> you got to get outside. Are you serious? You've been trying to bring the baby back ever since he made that comment about the alphabet community. He has been a new... He's been dead in the water since then, and you still been trying to push He got a song on the radio right now. What? He's dead in the water, bro. Man, nigga, that shakes something going crazy. I don't know what you What's, talking what about. Is, what sample is it? I know it's a sample. No, nah, it ain't a sample. I don't believe that. Who Man, owned the nah. song? This is his highest performing chart song since the comments he made at Rolling Loud. I'm reading it now. It's on the radio as we speak. Oh, I'm okay. Sure. So now he's finally back. You've been trying to bring him back before this, but now you just he's confirmed back. it with that statement that he finally back. He's what back. Is, this ain't a sample and ain't no features on there. Is that what you're nah, He got a remix with Sexy Red. But this is God. the original song is by him by himself, though. I think I've heard the one we heard on there. Yeah, you have. You know what I mean? Oh. You just don't remember it. It's on fire right now. My point is, it's the wrong time. You want to know you should have called him when he got canceled <laughs> seven months ago. That's when you <laughs> called a baby for the look, dude. You don't do it now that he back. Like, come on, bro. And, I, and It's listen, crazy that he think that they doing him a disservice, though. That's the most mind-blowing thing about this. Yeah, nah. like You would think that T.I. would be to put him up on a little bit of game. Well, I mean, he can't answer for every. Sometimes people just got to learn shit on their own, dude. Like the dad, mom can't point. come through and save the day every time. Nigga got bump his head. And he got that unrealistic expectations in this situation. T.I. might have told his ass. It don't mean he listened. <laughs> so shit. Crazy. Hey, you can be disappointed all you want, bro, but you got to earn some stripes, man, to, to get some respect for, for shit on the tick, on the love ticket. Like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Shout out to Young King, man. All right, moving on, A.B. Finesse two times. He took to the IGs and he said, man, you know what? I'm a mix. I'm a mix of 50 Cent, Yo Gotti, Dobie, and Gucci Mane. To which he got flamed in his IG comments. My question to you, AB, did you kind of see where he was going with this? Or did he deserve to get roasted for that? Um, Listen, two things can be true. You can, <laughs> You may be able to... Basically, he just named his one, two, three, four, four favorite artists. Essentially, that's probably who we who he based his style off of. That's probably yeah. who is who he based his style of. That's probably who he was listening to when he was locked up. That's probably who he was listening to day and night when he was riding around Memphis before he was finessed two times. He was out here finessing niggas two times, and that's when he was listening to. And so, therefore, he probably based his whole style or whatever the case because he doesn't sound necessarily like any of them but i can see where the gucci i can see finesse riding around listening to gucci in 2017 without question i can see him respecting 50 and what he's done in the game kind of that fuck you attitude that me against everybody attitude i can understand him leaning toward that and god is the king of memphis so i see the connection there and dobie was a fan favorite among a lot of people who was killed was and gone name. way too soon had a lot of promise so all of them make sense in terms of him being interested in them now him saying he's a mix of them and us picking that out from listening to his music i don't get that but he may feel that way and who knows maybe in three years it may make more sense but today it don't yeah he just he put this the wrong way these are my biggest influences and it wouldn't have went over the way that it did Bingo. i'm a mixture of in today's time with the generation that you in yeah you're opening yourself up for that you don't just like steph curry was getting backlash here recently saying he was the best point guard of all time like those are allocates that you let someone, you let somebody else tell you that. Accolades, excuse me. Those are accolades that you let someone else tell you about. You don't just claim them yourself. You ain't say, man, I'm Gucci, I'm this, I'm that. Like People have to put that on you unless you're using it and saying that was my inspiration. 
So, yeah, I mean, this is what's going to happen on social media when you step out and you say something like this. If you're finesse two times, like you're going to get roasted and move some funny shit in there, too. To be fair, though, Steph was asked, does he feel like he's the best point guard? It's not as if he woke up one day and was like, hey, y'all, guess what, y'all? I'm the best point guard. Fuck everybody else. No, he didn't say that. But you're saying that he's supposed to say yes? If he believes it. I wouldn't expect him to say anything. He said him and Magic. I respect that. Who's going to argue? Because there's there's at least an argument there. (laughs) Well, the argument is that he's not a point guard, though. But he is, He's not a shooting guard at all. He's not a two. He's He's a one. He can say, I'm the best combo guard ever. He's not a combo guard. He is a combo guard, dude. He's, He's a one. And he can pass. Clay is the two. It's been like this for years. They're Splash Brothers, dude. They've been like this for years. <laughs> He's a combo guard. Dude. Clay is not the one. Steph is, Man. clearly. Stop. You know, that's not true. You, you can't you can't say Magic is a combo guard because he's 6'9". Magic's no, not a combo he played guard. different positions. He play point no. guard. Steph don't play point guard. What? No, Steph doesn't play point guard. Magic played point guard. Magic was better making other people better. Steph is best when he's cooking. Steph, that's it. Steph that has dimes guard. too, though. Let's not get this twist. Let's not get this lost in trouble. But a point guard is somebody who's best when other people are cooking. Nah. Tell me one point guard that ain't got that that recipe in their game. AI. And Steph does not. He's not a AI. point guard either. AI's oh, a combo my. guard. Nah, he's oh, a you combo. Know this. You there's know not this. a listen. You watch basketball more than me. Listen, clearly, listen. You know when there's they don't announce positions as combo guard, and that's something they made up on the his new generation. Dude. That's why he can make even more of a declaration. I'm the best nigga, the best first nigga ever at this division. Or excuse me, at this position, making this declaration, the best combo guard ever. Put some respect Who on Isaiah Thomas, though, Steph. He was a combo guard. <laughs> Put some respect on him, Piston Steph. Anyway, but no, uh, finesse two times should have reworded this differently. <laughs> He's on live. He's excited. I get it, but nah, that ain't it though. Yeah. Um. Watch it. Next up, though, an update on the King Von case. Who I thought this was long done, but apparently not. Uh, Quando Rondo affiliate Latim, who is responsible mm-hmm. or allegedly, uh, well, I mean it's on camera at this point. Uh, yeah. uh, it's the one that shot um King Von that led to his death in the whole fight. Y'all remember the melee a couple years ago. He is his charges of murder have been dropped as of last weekend. So he is free and clear of the entire situation. Um, are you surprised that the charges were dropped? I'm not. I'm not. That that was here in Atlanta, right? Yep. Did it say what county? It wasn't the same county. Oh, I don't Fanny. remember the county. It couldn't, at all. Been, it couldn't have been Fanny County because he would be under part, like they would be locking him up for this. But no, I'm not surprised that it dropped because we did have video and they can make the claim of self-defense. Yeah. Uh, you can clearly see in the video as to where he probably felt threatened and he could claim for his life. And it's not much that they would have been able to do to prove against that unless you had someone like I spoke of where uh, Thug is getting charged and they're a little bit overzealous and they know the... Um, stuff that's going to come with a case of charging somebody that was tied to killing a rapper. So they may try to get the pub from it, but I don't think he's in the same County as far as when that happened and where this happened. So yeah, I could see him getting off from that just based off them having video footage. Yeah. It, the, the thing is though, that there was no other gun present, but it, well, it wasn't, let me put it this way. It hadn't been presented first. And he wasn't the one that was getting attacked. It was, of course, Quando Rondo. And at first, it was just King Vaughn, but it did look like it was about to get ugly because they were outnumbered. And so before it even got to that point, that's when shots let off. 
we said this. If I if I could go back and pull the tape, I can almost guarantee you we called this the day it happened. This happened in 2020, about November-ish. We 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 both were like, once the video came out, we we're like, oh no, that's self-defense. It's like he's not gonna go, he's not gonna do a day. And that's yep. exactly what happened. So I'm not surprised either. Do you think the fact that it was King Vaughn involved and the reputation that's surrounding him played a factor at all? Yeah, I think that had something to do with it. You're a prosecutor. You got to take that into effect because nine times out of 10, if they bring these charges up, he's not going to plea because we've mm. seen the video. So if we go to trial, then the defense attorney got everything at his well-being yeah. like, well, the King Vaughn was this type of person. And yeah. You see why my defendant was fearing for his life. That's and we've always speak against like here's he could have brought lyrics in and shit. Even one of them YouTube documentaries on that nigga. Like yeah. it ain't hard to find out what Vaughn had going on. And I'm sure the prosecutor was aware of that too. It's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no. It, it, and not even, you ain't got to go to YouTube. There's, they've got cases that they put on him and back in Chicago. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's not even no conspiracy or nothing to it. It's like, no, they've yeah. announced that he was tied to X, Y, and Z. So like, it would be a, a layup to, Paint that picture. Prosecutor would have fucked around and lost their job trying yeah. to bring charges on dude and lost his case. Yeah, got a lot of wasted money. Facts. I don't know. All right. Moving right along. Oh, man. <laughs> Your man's Meek Mill, Ron Meek Mill. <clears throat> he was at a recent sneaker convention, sure. which I understand from you and M Extra that it's like the stock floor on Wall Street. Uh, but he, he made an offer to a reseller. Reseller declined his offer and Meek Mill paid the price the reseller was asking for. Cut to Jim Jones at the same sneaker convention. He gets free shoes in exchange for a promo on the spot for those Travis Scott uh, uh, Jays. Yep. Jordan Ones. Did Meek, actually, did Meek actually have a good point, A.B.? Yeah, because the, the internet was roasting Meek, which they like to do. which Rightfully so. Rightfully exactly, so. which he gives plenty of reasons to do. Um, he was trying to exchange a promo for a cheaper ticket on the shoes. The shoes were five. The shoes that he was asking for was five hundred. He was offering three hundred, and and a promo. And the guy was saying no. He wanted the five hundred now. And then Meek went to go school him, quote unquote, on if you were thinking like a businessman, you would have taken the three hundred and the promo because I. Who I'm with and what I spend on sneakers, I fuck around would have been your main supplier. I mean, you could have been my main supplier, X, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I get that it's Meek Mill, so it's easy to clown him because he does silly shit all the time online, but he was 100% right. The best play would have been to swap, just do 300 and a plug. The that's, I'm talking about the layup. If I was there and that guy turned to me and was like, what should I do? It would have took me. 0.5 seconds to tell him, nigga, take the fucking promo. The 300 that you would have charged him is already more than what them shoes have cost, so you're already in the green. <laughs> then you take the promo, nigga, for the 20-something the million followers that Meek Mill has. And even if you don't get the promo, like, or you don't post it on his account, you just chop that shit up into some promo for yourself, nigga, and write off the 200, <laughs> nigga, as a marketing expense if you got your shit together. Dude mm. made a rookie mistake, didn't know what he was doing, it's okay. Lesson learned. But for anybody else out there, man, take the fucking promo, dude. Like a, For $200, man, fuck out of here. Dude. It's a layup. Man, stop it, man. You full of shit. You are full of shit. Let me ask you a question. How much did those Travis Scotts? I, I, I just dig into your whole premise through a series of questions. How much those Travis Scotts cost? Probably 1900 maybe two bands. 
probably 1,900, maybe two bands. Depends on gave him the Jim, Jim, Jim Jones got them for free. Yeah. Jim Jones were worth more than Meek Mills to you? Uh, is Jim like a Jim Jones cosign? Yes. They all in the same sphere. Stop it's, it. Stop. It's, it's in the same capping already. Okay, next question. Would you not be skeptical if you were a reseller if Meek Mill, who has 20 million followers, is offering you promo for 200 bucks? No, because he wants the shoes. That's the thing. People value right, certain shit. He got the shit. money out right there. What Dude, do you mean he wants the shoes? People value shit differently, dog. They value shit. He wants yeah. the shoes. That's it. And Meek Mill so values if all his take... 200 million followers and all those engagement is $200. I have a problem with that. And he ain't been listening to Michael Rubin and uh, fucking Bob Kraft and all the niggas that he hang around. And if I can see that through the video, this nigga standing right here talking to him can see the same thing. Bro, your hair not even combed. You here talking to me about promo. Jim Jones did it right there on the spot. If you was for real about it, you would say, okay, let's shoot the video. I'm going to do this for you. Like, Jim Jones didn't have to be convinced. It wasn't no call me later shit. How likely do you think dude was going to be able to get in touch with Meek Mill? Niggas run this game on him all the time if you the vendor. Like, dude. niggas what rap niggas do. I'm Meek con Mill I'm convinced. broke I'm con and ignorant I'm doing this, bro. This was really brokeish and ignorant as far as this. And I can't believe that this nigga put this shit on video. And I'm, that you co-signed it. That is insane. I'm convinced... It can't be brokish and Jim Jones asked for free shoes in exchange. <laughs> no, he didn't ask for nothing. Jim Jones didn't ask for anything. He was smart enough not to put that on the video. Here's how I assume the Jim Jones shit went. I hey, assume. bro, how much? I assume. You're right, because Jim Jones wasn't dumb enough to put the video out like Meek was, and I ain't have to make no assumptions. I could see in real time how dumb Meek Mill was. But going back to Jim Jones, I'm assuming that the conversation went like this. Hey, bro, you got the Travis's in my size. How much do you want for those? Are they usually two racks? But I'll tell you what, Jim, you do the promo right here, right now. You can have them. I'm going to give you my information and we can keep in contact. Okay, boom. I'm going to do the promo for you right here. I got some cool Travis Scott's. For some dumbass reason, Meek Mill is having the same conversation with a nigga who barely speaks English, not about $1,900 shoes, but about a $200 discount. Come on, bro. This don't yes. this don't even add up. It don't make sense. Meek Mill and part two. Why are you telling me this on tape? This nigga barely even understood what Meek Mill was saying. If you really were interested clearly, in getting the deal done, you would have said, hey, man, look, I see you charging this much for it. How about I do the video? Just like I just said Jim Jones did. Like, how did that fail Meek Mill? I know you're saying that it's easy to joke on Meek Mill, but he makes it so easy for us, bro. Like he think like he's one of those niggas, and I've said this before. He sound real smart to a dumb nigga, and I know you agree with him here, and I know you're not dumb, but you clearly are not seeing the right way. Like yeah, that's the, what it is. Like you just do. He just doing smart shit for niggas who want who are dumb. Like I feel like he talked to dumb niggas all day. The that's dude, just how I feel about me. The the difference in your story is that the the seller who was dealing with Jim Jones, who obviously knows what he's doing, is the one that offered up the deal. This dude right here was offered the deal and didn't even know what to do. I don't even know if he knew that was Meek Mill. So why like, are you filming it if you Meek Mill, bro? Like, what are you? I didn't know Meek Mill filmed us, it, nigga. I, I didn't. This didn't get posted to Meek Mill was page, did though, did it? It was homeboy. It was his homeboy that was doing it. He was well, talking to the nigga that was filmed. Yeah, that ain't. I ain't got nothing to do with who filmed. I ain't, that ain't bro, really. You know the present. Well, okay, so remove everything else. All we're talking about here is presentation. All of that shit matters in negotiations, which was the, the conversation that we had in the chat. And that's all I'm talking about here. I'm not saying that Meek Mill was wrong or Jim Jones was right. 
I'm saying that the presentation of it by Meek Mill continuously makes him look like a dumbass. If like almost every fucking thing that he does makes him look like this. And I'm, I'm I don't understand why he don't get it. I don't understand why he thought this would be a good idea. That's what I'm hung up on. Like we can have the conversations all day about who was right or who was wrong with it because it's a difference of opinion there. But I think you'd be hard pressed to say if you was a nigga that fucked with Meek Mill and you was on his team that you wouldn't pull him to the side. If you was a nigga that he listened to and be like, bro, why'd you put that up? This ha- this shit happens all. This is what happens. I'm talking about Meek Mill. I ain't talking about yeah, shit that happened all the time. I'm talking about the video. If AB was Meek Mill homeboy and you seen this, you would have asked him, shot him a text and be like, bro, why did you put that video up? I wouldn't care. That's what you would have done. No. Oh, because you, you you wouldn't fuck somebody, with him. I'm saying if you fucked with him. Somebody needs if it to was text. me and you and I did that, you would ask me like, bro, why did you put that video up? That was done. You look broke. You no. look like you, you look broke negotiating with this nigga over two hundred dollars. No, that that yes. doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. And it makes, it makes no sense. Uh, all the sense in the world, bro. You meet me, you negotiate with a nigga over two hundred dollars. Who who doesn't that you he was, gave what he to was him trying anyway. to that you gave and that was the biggest thing you gave it to the nigga anyway. He gave him an like, option. Here's an a example I've given. Right. Here's an example I've given, and we can move on from this. Messi was in Nashville over the weekend. All right. He had mm-hmm. the whole like Nashville international shit. Tickets for that soccer game were upwards three fifties, five hundred, whatever it may be. I reached out to maybe five six people, who all have five hundred dollars. I'll put Jay Hove business out there. I asked him. I know that he's successful. He got enough money to buy a ticket. All of them say, man, I'm not spending that type of money on this shit. Even though they fuck with soccer, even though they mess with it, the responsible decision there is like, I'm not spending this on that, especially if I know I can watch it on TV or get it somewhere else for cheaper. Meek sit there and told this dude, I can get it for cheaper here. I know that there's a source that got him for three, but just to prove a point, I'm going to give you five? That's no, I, I think I think what he meant by that was that he could. I think he had a relationship with the store that he referenced, and meaning that he could go there and get them for three. I think that's what he was trying to say. Then go get. Not that there. they cost three hundred there. No, I know what you're saying. They, they, like I can, I can, I can use the leverage that I'm right because they get it. That you I think get. that's what he was trying to right. say. Like these niggas know what I mean over there, so I can go over there and get them for three hundred. Then go over there and get them for three hundred, bro. Why did he still give the dude five hundred dollars? I, I just think that he was that. trying to teach him a lesson. You can't answer what he, he was still trying to gave teach him, him what he asked for for the shoes. He, uh, this is my thing. If I'm dude, he he should take heed to what he said. For the next time that a person with twenty four million followers walks up to your booth, that's all I'm that saying. That nigga ain't never meeting another meat meal. That's another thing. I know that nigga right there ain't never meet because, like you say, he don't I know. even know who he was. He, that'll he be the first and last time. When so opportunity what, knocks, what nigga, you got to answer the door, dude. The, don't care if it's, even if it's Meek Mill's silly ass on the other side. Even when people don't, you, people have to understand the value of the things that they're negotiating. Unless it won't, it, it will make no sense. Like that, yeah. that's negotiation. But value is all perception. Exactly, and his perception of the value that Meek was speaking of is zero, which goes to my point. That's goofy though. Dumb. That's dumb though, bro. 24, 24 million eyes on your on your thing is not no, zero, bro. He don't know nothing about that, bro. That's, that's not his world. And I'm not saying that you're convention. not right, and he wouldn't be able to get those people from that, but he doesn't understand that part of it. Who that's is his Meek fault. Mill to teach that nigga? 
That's you still problem. gave me the money I'm asking for. I'm still selling shoes. I don't know you. I don't know Instagram. I don't do none of that shit. Wow. I'm selling shoes for the price tag that I got them out here. That's what dude looking to do with fresh off the boat, man. He ain't trying to hear none of that shit, bro. Yeah, These man. five, my plug said they supposed to be five. I'm got them for four here. Take give me give me five hundred dollars. That's all he was worried about. That's an L. Bill is crazy, hold that man. L. Bill is crazy. Uh, that nigga been hanging in rooms where niggas been telling him what to do so long that he thought that he was gonna be able to translate that shit somewhere else, and it didn't register. It didn't make no fucking sense. Yeah, he didn't See? know. Dude didn't know who he was talking to, and I get it. It happens. He he <laughs> Mill didn't know who he was talking to either. That too. <laughs> he thought he was talking to somebody that do this, and he wasn't. He was talking to somebody that was Maybe, new to man. Values um, value is perception, like you said. Next up, man, T.I., who's been on the promo run uh, promoting the um, anniversary of trap music these last couple of days. Shout out to that. Where is the show in the A, T.I.? Um, he named his five artists that he believes are moving trap forward. He listed Little Baby, which is Cap, Moneybag Yo, 21 Savage, <laughs> Young Thug, and Future. Is this an accurate assessment of who is moving trap music forward? It's really Atlantic, Atlantic-centric. Um, that's where it was birthed. I guess, man. I, I guess you could say the new generation of trap music. I don't think it's the same thing that Ti was doing. They've taken it a step further because it's a much bigger genre. Yeah, like, as Future Twenty One Thug have shown us, even Little Baby. Uh, but I mean, I guess if he wants to broaden the horizons of what trap music is and put them in it, I wouldn't necessarily correlate the two. Uh, we we started identifying trap music with a sound and a um the lyrics that were centered towards it. Yeah. I'm in my perception, just from my generation, these artists venture way outside of those lines. They talk about a lot more, especially future. Well shit, all of them. I won't even say like all of these niggas is way, way more diverse than what we identified trap music as. I agree. Um uh it's hard to pinpoint that. I like because I could sit here and say, oh, where where like Migos, but then if you're talking today, Migos don't even exist anymore technically. So yeah, then that's fair. But like people like Baby, when you think, but they're in, they're 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 listed as trap though. Yeah, yeah. Whether they are or aren't, and it's and you speaking to they they, it's expanded a little more. It just comes to the evolution of it. It's not as like yeah. one note as like a Gucci or like a scooter. With, with all due respect to them, but they but keep Jesus. it all like a juice man. They keep it pretty on the nose when it comes mm -hmm. to that subject matter. So I guess that's the point of <clears throat> who's moving it forward, meaning I guess who's expanding it, who's growing upon it. And so I guess this is an accurate list. I'm not mad at this. You could maybe swap out one or two for you know somebody else, but I was okay. That's Who fine. Else? Who else would you say? I mean, you could have said like a 4-2 Doug or like a ESTG or somebody if you wanted to just go ESTG. super young. Yeah, ESTG should be on there. Yeah, so I'm um, not mad at that. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe baby's time has passed. You know what I'm saying? In stop, terms of pushing it forward, <laughs> he is who he is at this point. Stop it. Stop it, man. That's, I'm that's wishing cap. on a star for that that's little baby cap. here. That is cap. Little baby coming back, dude. I got right, Please get that nigga hit. Stop. Please. That's cap, that's cap man. Uh, lastly, before we get to the wins and losses, AB this week in hip hop, coming out hard, pause, dropped. A ball and MJG's debut album question for you on the anniversary of this ab what would you say that the hardest debut group album was hey this is a really answer yeah this is interesting because that came out in 93 
If we want to go debuts from a group, Clips debut was fire. Yeah. Outcast Southern Playlistic was fire, but they have better material. I am actually UGK debut. Uh, nah, nah, that one they debut. Nah, never mind. Riding Dirty was is their best was, work. That was a third out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say either are we counting G Unit and like Diplomats? Are we counting them as groups? Because mm. if we are, then they're up there along with this A Ball MJG because this is a classic. Mm. So is it, it duos or groups? I just groups. Does that make a difference? They don't make no not difference. really. Because I mean, look at Bone. That's a that's a, that's, that's a a clearly a group, but it's more than two people. So their debut, if you want to call it their debut, that's East nineteen ninety nine. That's up there too. Mm, so there's some good, competition going for groups. Well, East nineteen ninety nine wasn't that debut though. That wasn't. It was that well, other one that had like the eight tracks on it. Yeah, that was an EP. Mm-hmm. If we being technical, what was the name of that? Creeping that on the fire. come up. That was even. That was banging though for a debut. Even if it, it was, was that. definitely banging. Um, me personally, I think I'm going with Ghetto Boys. Mm. Remember when I first heard that? I remember when I was listening to Scarface. Them, like, I, I think that was their debut. Hold on, let me make sure that. Yeah, double check that, that my gang, because oh no, it was not. See, I'm thinking we can't be stopped. That was '91. They had two albums out before that. Mm. Um, so taking that away, it was one before that. True, too, huh? The one yep. with the, the ski mask on. That wasn't the first one. That was, was their second one. Hmm. Damn, Kane and Abel, best one was their second one. This A Ball and MJG is probably it for me then. Mm. If unless I'm gonna go big timers. And then you still gotta count the blue CD before you count the, the green one, because the That's green true. one is a classic. Facts. Uh Hot Boys too, though. The first Hot Boys is bang. Hot Boys, that that's it. Yeah. That's it for me. It's either this one or the Hot Boys. Coming out hard or Hot Boys. Either one of those. I ain't mad at that. Coming out hard is crazy. It's still to this day. It sounded good yesterday. Oh um, what still. So that's but that's I thought that was interesting though, man. Shout out, salute to A Ball MJG. Coming out hard show. You going to that anniversary? Absolutely. Yeah, tough. Man, what man. they waiting on? What are y'all waiting on with these anniversary what shows, dude? Man, There's a list right there, dude. I'm I'm in the building for that, nigga. Yeah, right there. It's easy money, nigga. They do that in Memphis, Atlanta, Nashville, Houston. <laughs> Clean up, nigga. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Clean little five city tour, nigga. Oh, why didn't I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's politics behind like who owns the music and it's, like it's gotta got to be something to it, dude. So. Maybe they ain't got the rights to do so because I definitely would. I mean, they're like swimwear, nigga. It's a layup. All right, man. Before we get back to our show, I want to talk to you about something a lot of us bearded gents will appreciate. It's not just a product, it's an entire brand, an experience, if you will. See, it's designed specifically for us folks who sport some facial fuzz and have sensitive skin. I'm talking about Beard Organics. And when I say Beard Organics is committed to your beard health, I mean it. They use only natural and organic ingredients in their product. You heard it right. Only the good stuff that your skin and your beard will love. This is a brand for men who truly care about their health and are conscious of what they're putting on with their skin. Not only do Beard Organics products contribute to a clean, well-conditioned beard, they also enhance overall beard health and appearance. There's nothing quite like the feel of a healthy, well-groomed beard. I know you know what I mean. So check out Beard Organics today. Right now, you can get a special deal for 20% off when you buy three or more beard oils, beard washes, or conditioners. Just go to beardorganics.com right now and tell them the on-deck sent you. Uh, man, before we get to the uh, wrap-up of the show, man, it's wins and losses time. 
Win or loss, your man Reason from TDE said no one from TDE came to his album release party. He did clear it up and say Ray Vaughn came. So one person Ooh, came, an that? artist. No execs, no other artists came to his parties at a win or loss. I don't know who Ray Vaughn is, and there's no disrespect to him, but if I was Reason, everybody on TDE would have me fucked up. <laughs> All of y'all niggas got me fucked up. Y'all calling my interviews, and y'all doing this lame shit. Nobody coming to my album release. Hell no, nah, nigga. Whatever I got to do to get out of this deal to go promo and start politicking with other labels, I'm doing it, nigga. I would have been on the first flight out to North Carolina to Dreamville. <laughs> nigga, same yeah, he fit more with Dreamville anyway. Yeah, he'd be being out of here, nigga. These niggas yeah. is crazy. I, I will say this, though. He, he did, First of all, Ray Vaughn is, if I'm not mistaken, that's the only TDE feature on his album. So it makes sense that he would be there. And I think he's the most recent signee, if I'm not he mistaken. Just, he just but, came because he was on the album. Right. He, but he did say they had like a private, there was a get together where he played the album and there, there were more people present then. But this was the official release party. And so he thinks that, A, people wanted to give him space because of that phone call that went kind of viral because it happened after that. And then B, they had just had like a little smaller get together. So he didn't expect people to come to the actual thing after the fact. That's crazy. That's crazy. The optics is crazy anyway. That's crazy to say. That album banging too. I had to order the hoodie. I had to go. I had to go find me the merch link, dude. I listened to the album. Listened to it all weekend. Shit, bang! I ain't gonna ruin the top ten list at the end of the year, but you made some crazy accusations about that album. This is nuts. That shit, fire! Literally insane. Yeah, that run that porch. Um, album. win or loss, man. After twenty seven years, we may finally be close <laughs> to solving <laughs> officially the Tupac murder case. Is this a win or loss? I got a. Mark it down as a W because the nigga can't be like, oh, they never solved the hip hop murders. If I mean, they're eventually getting around to it 30 years later. Damn near with Pac. But I mean, I guess they, they come into the end of it. They got the information that they seem like they needed. I I, I really want to see how the trial goes and like everything that goes into that based off all the conspiracy theories that have happened towards this. But yes, the W man finally getting this some closure on this. This is an L for Keefe D if he ends up going to jail over this because he's made a well, career. You got something to say? He didn't do it, right? Yeah, he said it was, he said he was said he was in the car. Yeah, but he's facing oh, charges. Yeah, yeah, he done it then because the rest of them niggas probably dead. They are everybody else in the car with him is dead. Is dead. Facts, bro. You're a social. You're a, yeah. You going to jail? But he thought he was Unless immune. To, uh, he thought he had immunity Ooh, because of the the, the testimony that he gave in the, in the whole another case. Going so, to jail today. <laughs> that's an L for him because he's made a career off doing interviews and telling everything that's happened. So that's insane. But closure would be nice though, because people got to they got to put that shit to bed. Um, last one, man. Get you, man. Them Vlad interviews get you every time. Talking too much gets you. Whether that's Vlad <laughs> interviews, Instagram, <laughs> nigga, wherever. If you talk too goddamn much, you're gonna get got. Uh, W R L Gucci Man says he is trying to sign a country artist, Oliver Anthony. Can he do it? Would it work? Uh, good thing about having white friends. Somebody sent me this. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't even think it was a white person that it, I say that, but I heard the song. I like the song. It's a dope song. It's really soulful. Um, the guy that made it, Oliver Anthony, came out and said, he just had his long Instagram post about what he was looking for as far as just the popularity that he's seen from this song. Yep. You're not going to get that with Gucci, man, bro. Uh, you're not going to get that at all. He's a battling mental health, a lot of different things going on in his life. 
I'm not sure if 1017 is the place for him, if that is what he's going through. So I'm going to respectfully decline the Gucci man offer and, and get to something more stable, more subtle. But he said he's not even looking for a record deal, which is commendable, man. He said he just wanted to get this shit out. Did you read the Instagram post? Uh-uh. Yeah, he's like, man, Um, he just wanted to get this shit out. He was battling mental health, and um, this was stuff that was on his mind for a long time. He wasn't trying to be an artist or nothing like that. He just wanted to put the song out because it helps him deal with his mental health problems. Said he'd been dealing with alcoholism and, and drinking for years. And one of the things that he did was learn how to play the guitar. And from that, he did this song. Joe Rogan tweeted and that shit took off from there. And they're all record labels have been beating his door down. The oh. name of the song is um, Richmond. You, you, you got the name of the song there? Yeah, it's called Richmond. Uh, Richmond North of Rich men north of Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to not a not a tongue twister at all. Um, Gucci, I understand. I, while I commend him for trying to go another route because the artists that he has signed lately in the hip hop lane haven't quite worked out the way that he's wanted to, so he's trying to pivot and maybe go a little bit more of a safer route. Air quote. But uh, yeah, that probably ain't gonna happen. Not with dude phone blowing up like it is. Yeah, Respectfully, he, he, not gonna happen. Some, some deals. Do you like the song? Have you heard it? I, I ain't listening to it, but I don't like country. Really? Man, so it's, it got to be nah. It got to be banging for me to fuck have with. You, okay, the barometer. Have you heard you you fuck with Tennessee whiskey, right? The fuck is that? Stop. What is that? Who is that? You have never heard Tennessee whiskey. If I heard it, I might say that yes. But off the dome, no, nah, I don't know what it is. That's crazy. You don't. Every person knows that off the dome. That's how cold it is. I don't believe that. One, listen to Tennessee whiskey, and two, this is just like that. Um, you are you got a pretty wide music palette. Just from my years of knowing you, you a fuck with this. This ain't like uh, Johnny Cash and no shit like that. This like white dude can sing, nigga. Wait, like that slick might be all right. So yeah, I think you would like the song. I'll send it to you. It's, it's pretty fire. If it ain't Leanne Rhymes, uh, how do I live without you? I don't want to hear it. Throw it away. Rhyme that. You can what? name that off the dome. You can name that off the dome, but no, no Tennessee whiskey is in fucking sane. Who the fuck sings Tennessee whiskey, dude? Yeah. Exactly. Chris, you, don't know. you know Chris. You don't know who Chris Stapleton is? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but I don't know that song. I know who that is though. Yeah, you know that song. Once you when you hear it, you ah okay, I heard this. She probably everybody knows that fucking song. Stop. Super Stop. mid. Um, crazy. Hey, man, on Decker of the oh, Week, man, we're going to, to YouTube. Man. Shout out to a couple of comments on the last episode. Shout out to at Master Beats 101. He said, Jeezy definitely should have gotten somebody else to narrate the book. I heard him stumble a few times. I'm not going to say he can't read. I just chalk it up to being nervous. First of all, let me stop right there. That's an excuse. I'm not going to say he can't read. No, he said, I'm not going to say that he can't read. That's funny, though. That's the shit that you open yourself up to when you read your own yeah. audio. Because I was thinking the same thing with Fat Joe. I'm like, man, this nigga slow. Like, you yeah. do the other shit all the time. Why this nigga acting like he can't read? You can, Listen, you can't stumble in an audio book. Nah, bro. You got to be like, got, come on. Nah, I got, this shit got to be clean. Yeah. Nigga, you got, if it take 15 takes, yeah, bro. Take, homie. Yeah, um, you, you, he, you, you skipped over that. <laughs> he continues to say, luckily, Juicy J isn't narrating his book that comes out next month. Thank that the God. Crazy. Thank you, I Lord. Think that would have been, been better, though. Juicy J, funny. Man, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I'm trying to listen to the book, bro. Now, you remember that Juicy J funny, though. Like, do you remember that little three? No, Juicy J is entertaining, two. for sure. He's funny. But so I mean, is Fat Joe. Kind of way. Fat Joe yeah, funny. Yeah, okay. That's, that's fair. fair. Um, 
He continues uh, a second AB on Ja Rule having a better discography than 50. That's I crazy. stated that on uh, the ranking of Ja Rule's on Coachless Theory. Appreciate that. That's where I got it from. So let me give Master Beats props. That's where I got it from. He left a comment on my Coachless Theory channel. And so he is right. Absolutely. Ja Rule's discography is frying 50 cents. Uh, and then insane. real quick, shout out to Hog Lord and Reginald Jackson, who both said there's no way in hell um, R. Kelly beats Michael Jackson in a uh, verse. Man, that and, we, the, and you know that, that too. was the controversial topic of well, not even con- twelve people hit me up off that. That was just like random banter. Like we weren't even talking about that. Twelve people hit me up like, man, you crazy? Exactly. And you're right. Yeah, I'm just Michael Jackson got eleven undeniable songs. I will concede to that. That's true. Facts. But if we doing more than twenty rounds, R. Kelly got him though. No, he doesn't. If we doing more than 20 rides, because R. Kelly got the random smashes, though. Pause. Random oh, my God. For R. Kelly. He got the random smashes. All right. uh, put on, man. What you got me to put on? Uh, man, put on. For the Sopranos fans, man, I do a podcast called The Good Earners Podcast. Man, we're starting season three. It's going to be available to you next Monday. If you missed the first two seasons, go tap into that. Uh, tap into the third season. Go binge watch The Sopranos. It's a good aid. We do an episode-by-episode episode, um, review. So if you want to rewatch The Sopranos, the first two seasons of L4U season three starts on Monday. We do it every week. So tap in with us. That's the Good Earners podcast. Not The Sopranos. I was just talking to that with my trainer because we both watched it late. I watched it during the quarantine yeah. for the first time because I y'all niggas were privileged to have HBO when that shit came out. Salute to y'all. Or deep burnt DVDs. Worked at the corner store. DVD man came. Yeah, hey, man, I got The Sopranos for $15. Let's get it. Uh, but yeah. Sopranos is the shit. It still holds up very well. And that finale is superb. Got hated on for no reason. Um, my yeah, put on. Awesome. What you got? Going music wise, Quavo, man. I've been listening to that rocket power in between these reason porch listens. And it's actually pretty good. It is barbecuing the last solo shit that he came out with, which was garbage, respectfully. <laughs> when the Migos had their solo bad? runs. Where they all put out yeah. solo shit, none of them worked. They weren't good. This one, on the other hand, is much better. He sounds much more motivated. Unfortunate, it's an unfortunate situation. This album is dedicated to take off, obviously. Um, but there's some really good joints on here. It's good gym music in here, and it's enough to mix it up. He's using the singing, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I think he uses it in the right spots on here and does just enough to give me variety, man. So check out the Quavo, man. I fuck with it. It's actually pretty strong. Mm-hmm. To tap into that, not long live take, man. Um, RIP takeoff, man. Absolutely, guys. Another one in the books, youtube.com slash on deck TV show. Make sure you go like, subscribe, leave comments, man. We appreciate that. Um, IG as well, slash on deck TV show. Anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not, man. We appreciate y'all. We out, yes, sir.